Wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube at the Trophy Room channel. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, or if you really, really like us, you can toss us a buck our way at patreon.com slash P.S. Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Nothing like PlayStation coming out of the gate this week. And yeah. just, here, my children, <laughs> here, tons of mega bombs dropped. You've been waiting weeks, weeks upon weeks in 2021. We've heard right? you, Joe and Kyle, in the Trophy yeah. Room. Slow news week. How about this one for you? <laughs> We've opened the floodgates. We're going to make you record at literally 12 at night. <laughs> That's how hype we are for PlayStation this week. And if y'all don't know, some things are happening in the world of PlayStation this week. And that's why we're recording this episode a little early uh, on Thursday. This Thursday coming up, the 25th, uh, there is going to be a state of play. We're going to talk about our predictions, but before we do, um, there's going to be a stream. We're going to be watching it, recapping it, reacting to it on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure, link in the description for our Twitch. Come on in, you know, have fun, enjoy the show with us. It's going to be a ton of fun, a lot of predictions, and some of our folks over here in the trophy room getting a little crazy. It's getting a little, it's getting a little nuts. But with that, Kyle, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, I want to open the show with this question, a little criticism from VC over on the YouTube video from last week's show. Okay, we talked about Ratchet and Clank. Of course, we're very hyped for it. Um, and he he uh, or they asked this question two months ago. We all said we need to stop pre-ordering because of what happened with Cyberpunk. But this week, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, with Ratchet and Clank coming out, it's like, Sony, take my $70 now. What's the difference between Ratchet and Clank and Cyberpunk? Because, like, both, you know, like, we're excited for it, but, like, the world was clamoring for Cyberpunk 2077. Why should someone go out there and pre-order this game and not Cyberpunk? Because I remember when we, we were even like, you know what, in the age of the digital you know, distribution, maybe we should kind of slow the roll with pre-orders. Are we letting hype kind of get ahead of us, Kyle? Yeah, we could be. Yeah. Um, I I mean, that is a great point, VC, where, yeah, we said we need to maybe slow down on the, the pre-ordering. Um, and it's interesting. And, and I think, I think the reason why, like, I'm okay with pre-ordering Ratchet and Clank is because... Mm. I have not played an Insomniac dud yet. Right. And I trust them. I don't think this is a cyberpunk situation because they haven't once given us a date and delayed it three times. Okay. I I, I think I have more trust in Insomniac than I do now in cyberpunk. I realized before cyberpunk came out, I trusted them to deliver a top-notch thing. Yeah. I unfortunately can't say if it's top-notch or not because I stopped playing because I want to wait for the PS5 version before I yeah. hop back into that game. So, and I mean, but I when totally he, when understand he, your criticism, though. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, we often take the all or nothing mentality with just games or even like life in general, mm-hmm. where I, I, I'm with you here. You know, Insomniac has never put out a dud for me, at least. Yeah. Like every game that they've come out with has been a banger. And looking at Miles, that was probably the roughest game they put out in terms of bugs. And even then, it was just like quirky little things that got patched out within a week or two. And so seeing, you know, Ratchet and Clank seemingly moved to the summer kind of allows Insomniac to have more time with this game to put out something that is going to be hopefully a really polished experience. But with Insomniac's track record, you could just even look with, you know, side by side with The Witcher 3 when that launched. It also came out buggy, buggy. It also needed patches, also needed fixes that I'm more confident in Insomniac. Now, did I go out there and I pre-ordered Ratchet and Clank? No, because I don't feel the need to go out there and pre-order it since I'm, I'm doing it digital, right? But I'm still excited for it. And if you're excited for something, go for it, right? Yeah. Because it'd be foolish for me to say, hey, don't you don't need a pre-order of PS5 or Xbox series, you know? We need to stop doing that. No. If you're excited for something, you should be excited for that thing. And if you're excited enough to pre-order, go for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I like that comment. I like, you know, I, I like that little food for thought type of stuff that we've been getting recently. But with that said, Kyle... We got a whole lot of news to talk about, and it's only coming from literally one place, and it's the most odd of places, GQ Magazine. <laughs> we have an interview with Jim Ryan that talks about the future of PSVR 2, that talks about PlayStation games heading to PC. We're going to be talking about some uh, Hogwarts drama that is still continuing and of course we're going to be giving our state of play predictions for the state of play the february state of play but before we get into all of that i want to thank our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash ps trophy the one thing that we always say week in week out if you ever got you through a long car ride a tough day at work this whole covid situation it really does help us out if you throw us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash P.S. Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest patron, Sean Hen- uh, Henniger, and I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Berwitz, and Too Soon. I want to thank our gold producers, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren. Our Silver Plus members, Hide Indoors, Marcus O'Neill, oh, it's just Ray, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Fawn Metal, Tim Ulf, and Justin Rodriguez. Thank you all so much, and I kind of feel like I nailed it there. You know? Sure did. Again, it's it's midnight as a recording, and I feel like usually my vision's a why, little fuzzy. Why hasn't GQ come and interviewed you, Joe? I know my vision's twenty twenty. Let's let's go GQ. With that said, Kyle, <laughs> let's let's stop beating around the bushes. It's yeah. time to square up the news. Sure. This comes from GQ or gentlemen's quarterly which is what it's it's, no way really it sure is uh (laughs) robert leadham writes playstation's jim ryan we're making a completely new vr format for ps5 Mm -hmm. so here's the question that robert asked jim so the obvious question is what's changed from the first headset jim ryan says quote so this will be a completely new vr format for ps5 PlayStation has considered VR as a strategic opportunity and a big innovation story. We think there are two themes that you're going to see. 
us capturing the technological process that has taken place since the present VR system came to market and a consider considerable amount of lessons learned because the present system was our first one. Changes will be things like moving to a very easy single cord setup with this one and many other similar learnings. Dev kits are about to go out. Hmm. Question. Why make a follow-up to the first headset? Jim Ryan says, We believe in VR and have been extremely happy with the results with the present PlayStation VR and think that we will do good business with our new VR system for PlayStation 5. More importantly, we see it as something beyond this coming iteration that really could that really could be really big and really important. There are a lot of reallys there, Jen. Yep. We like to innovate. We think our community likes us to innovate. I turn around the question and say, why not? For us, it's a very logical step to take. We're very excited by it, and we think that people who are going to make VR games for our new VR system are going to be very excited, too. And then the PlayStation blog continues. We're continuing to innovate with our new VR system so that our fans can continue to enjoy the unique experiences that are synonymous with PlayStation. We're taking what we've learned since launching PSVR and PS4 to develop a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input. It will mm. connect to PS5 with a single cord to simplify setup and improve ease of use, while enabling a high-fidelity visual experience. One of the innovations we're excited about is our new VR controller, which will incorporate some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller, along with a focus on great ergonomics. That's just one of the examples of future-proof technology we're developing to match our vision for a whole new generation of VR games and experiences. Kyle, a lot there. And it's also one of these interviews where you know it's like over the phone or via Skype because, yeah, he throws out a lot of reallys and just goes kind of all over the place with some of his quotes. So you did a fantastic job reading all that, Kyle. Thank but there's you. a lot to break down. Lots we're talking down. PSVR 2, Kyle. Oh, man. Did not 20... think we were going to hear it this about it this early, right? In we're the... what to December, January, three months Fe away away from PS Five, yeah, and we're already hearing about VR two. That's wild. And the other crazy thing, if you think about it, he says dev kits are about to come out. Yeah, dev kits started to land around this time for PlayStation Five. Mm -hmm. What does this spell for the release of this new headset? When do you think it's coming out, Kyle? I still think, realistically, September of 20, 2022. So, like, yeah. next next fall at the earliest. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not coming this year. No way in hell. What, what makes you say that? I mean, they're getting the dev kits. They still need to... Studios and developers need to make games for it and see what it can handle i don't mm -hmm. think there's going to be a six month turnaround and making a game once the dev kit comes out that's definitely right i'm you know a lot of people when we put it out on twitter a lot of people were just like man poor alex to this you know like oh. everybody everybody's talking about their game they'd like to see with the ps uh vr2 enhancements mm -hmm. and i think you're kind of right there i kind of like my first thought was like, oh, this is like, if dev kits are going out now, what does this mean? But is it dev kits going to third parties or first party devs, right? And so I think, you know, I don't want to get the, you know, cart in front of the horse here. I don't want to, you know, say it's coming out this year because I really think 
PlayStation wants to focus on making sure this is the most successful year for the PlayStation 5 and then start ramping up the hype for the PSVR in 2022. I kind of think this is more letting fans know PSVR is here to stay. Mm-hmm. This is not a Vita situation. This is this is something this is a technology that they still believe in. Yeah. I think that's giving that reassurance. I don't think anybody should get the idea of like, oh, this means, you know, PSVR is around the corner. I definitely think no, it's yeah. it's 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 deep in development, but it is yeah. still So like know, for example, and I this is a a headset, not a full-blown console, but Yeah. VG247, um, there's an article back in March of 2018 that says the PS5 dev kits were went out to third-party developers earlier that year. So early yeah. 2018, the PS5 dev kits went out. Mm-hmm. And we got that system two years later. Sure. So probably similar thing to VR2. Again, I don't know if it's faster because it's just a headset Mm-hmm. Or like what the difference is there, but it's... like what technology they're using to track controllers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally understand. Is it, speaking... Are they going to use that patent that I feel like we talked about a long time ago? Go for it. Of like what looked like the Dual Shock that you could take apart. Like, is so, that what that is? So that famous Seamus asks this question: What are your hopes for PlayStation VR two? I'm hoping for better controllers than the Move controllers. One hundred percent. Thousand percent, and I think it's interesting that the blog part about this, they were like, um, "This is just one example of this new VR controller that's going to be future proof." Mm-hmm. Where like, it's it was kind of telling that they were they u- used Move controllers as part of PSVR, yeah. and instead of creating a brand new thing, they're like, "Oh, we already have it, so let's just use it." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping it's. Uh, I'm hoping it's basically the dual sense where very much like Joy-Cons on the Switch. You can either mm-hmm. put them in like on a like a, on a grip. Yeah. You, you can use it like a regular dual sense, but when it comes to VR, you can like hold down a button on the back and slide them out and have I, them all. Don't do that motion on video, <laughs> Kyle. Don't do that. Too late. Too late, Whoa! Kyle. <laughs> No, and I think I think actually that's a really awesome idea, because one of the things with PSVR, a lot of games like Astrobot's a great example, or Moss, you didn't necessarily need the nunchucks to move around and yeah. have a good time in VR. You could just, just use teleport. the Dual Shock. Yeah. So for me, I really think that you're onto something where we could have detachable controllers similar to that of a Joy-Con where yeah, you're using these things like I think in some I think the more premium Joy-Con grip, you actually have an internal battery that helps charge mm. the the Joy-Cons. So it'd be cool if there's like a little hub and maybe that's like the touchscreen slash or touch uh, touchpad yeah. slash like battery inside and you're using the controller as you would like on a Call of Duty or then if you want to go play Moss 2, bam, it's right there. And you could switch mm-hmm. within playing a PS5 game and a PSVR 2 game on the fly. Yeah. Um yeah, th- that 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 really excites me. What what's another thing that you hope out of the PSVR unit because I've seen some people going, "Oh, we're still using cords?" Yeah. Like are you kind of disappointed about that? It's a bummer. Is um, it really? It is cuz 
ever since I got my Oculus Quest 2, I'm like, oh, oh man. This so is you're really above nice. us. You're above us. I'm I not forgot above anybody. <laughs> I got you. It's just like, it's nice not having the feeling of, all right, I can't really whip my head around and turn too fast or else I'm going to A, trip over myself, or B, pull my PlayStation down off the shelf. So um, with with the Oculus Quest, is that if that's just the Oculus standalone. Quest Two? Everything is in that headset. You don't need to hook it up. I mean, you can hook it up to a PC with a with a cable, but mm-hmm. it is totally okay using it on your own. Just like, and it does this really cool thing where you can see the room in VR when the headset is on. So mm. it uses the cameras, and you can see your surroundings. So then you can make a boundary. So yeah. like, and then when you hit the boundary, it will. It does this really weird thing where it's half game and half like your room. So like, you'll see like your dresser out of the corner of your eye. Like, okay, I'm too close to the boundary. Let me move. Back. That's awesome. Actually, it's really really cool. And so the core, the single core thing for VR two, mm-hmm. it is a bit of a bummer. But if it's less, because like the VR cord is kind of thick and kind of heavy. Yeah. And, especially with that box that connects. I hope it's just a cord that goes straight to the so PS5. That's what it seems. It seems like they say it's a single cord. That's beautiful. So what I'm thinking, Kyle, is that USB-C in front of the PlayStation 5, that is going to be kind of like how a Thunderbolt connector is on a MacBook, where like you connect a Thunderbolt to your MacBook. You could use it for you know to charge your device. You could use it as a standard USB, or you could connect it to monitors, and you can use it to you know do all sorts of hook up all sorts of gadgets and gizmos too. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm kind of thinking here. Is it's going to be a fancy USB C cable that plugs into your headset and into the PlayStation 5 in front of it. So if you accidentally yank it, you're not yanking it, you know, backwards and causing a whole scene. And also, in your, if that's in your the case, setup. which yeah. I hope it is, that's yeah. excellent because it also solves the problem that I have with the VR that I have, the PSVR 1, yeah. because there's no HDR pass-through on the yeah. version that I have. So that's why I don't have it hooked up at all times because it, I won't get that experience on every other game because of that mm-hmm. stupid little box um, <laughs> but it it does a cool cocking back motion like it's a oh, gun 100 <laughs> percent. have know? i you know slid it back and forth a whole bunch yeah. absolutely i have but yeah. like it's too much of a hassle to set up like that's another thing it will take me 10 15 minutes to hook it all up and make sure <laughs> nothing is in the way to be tripped over or it's too much that- yeah, and that's always my thought because you're always hooking up the PS5 or, or your PS4 to your VR unit, and you're like, by the time you hook it all up, you're like, I need a nap. Like, I yeah. need, I, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. Yes, are we a little dramatic? For sure, we are. Absolutely. It doesn't take that long. But look at us, okay? Come <laughs> Taking on. Taking the lazy route is my my go. You know when the last route. time I tied my shoes were? I was eight years old. I just slip them on. I that's how big I am. I don't bend over to tie my shoes. Come on, who needs? You? And all, obviously, you waste so much time. You yeah. waste so much time tying so a much shoe. Time. Oh goodness! Velcro that said, for the win. Velcro or just slip on, just slip on. Yeah. That said, though, I'm 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 liking the idea of yeah, a single cord. Plug it into your PlayStation Five, and I don't know if you know this guy, but he he follows us on Twitter. Kind of a big deal. Oh. Shuhei Yoshida last oh. year yeah, yeah. invested in an Oculus Quest. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, 
Shuhei definitely has some type of hand in this machinery, has some type of say, is looking at what the technology can do. I would think Sony also sees on a grander scheme what their competition's doing and what's working. And I think the Oculus Quest works. Yeah. And so I definitely think they're like, this is a, this is its own console on your head. And if you want that extra power, that extra oomph, plug it into the PlayStation 5, you get the 4Ks or whatever. Because yeah. I'll take the fidelity of like a PSVR if it means I'm just un- un- untethered Wireless. to a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, let's actually talk about it. What Hide Doors asks us, as much as I love the PSVR, do you think it's worth it for them to keep investing in VR? With other devices being way more and more mainstream, what should slash could they do to convince consumers that this should be tethered to your console and not wireless for a similar price point? And so that's the whole thing. Cause the one, the question I kind of, I had to cut it down for time. They're just like, so, you know, <laughs> these headsets didn't blow, blow or take the world by storm. So why still do this? Yeah. Why still do this? Why still invest in VR? And yeah, when you're taking a look at your competition, what if this thing is a one wired setup? You know what I mean? Like, what if it's not an Oculus Quest situation? It's more like a Rift. What do you do there, Kyle? Yeah, it's, that is something that I'm I'm trying I'm I'm struggling with to answer because mm-hmm. while I love VR, it is not something where I wake up every day and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm gonna play VR. Yeah, it's always secondary, like kind of an experience, and I feel somewhat. Not guilty isn't the word, but just like questioning owning mm-hmm. it just because I haven't used it in such a very long time. Oh yeah, it's still in my it's still in a cupboard somewhere. But I, like yeah. I'm I'm genuinely excited because VR. Some of my favorite ex- experiences have been in VR. Like the right. job simulator, vacation simulator games are incredible. Moss, Ghost giant, fantastic, awesome. Ghost giant, like. Uh, Astrobots, like come on, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Beat Saber, oh my god! Oh. Like there's been so many incredible things, so I'm excited for the future of it, and I definitely mm-hmm. want to keep owning that kind of hardware. But I don't know. It, it, I'm really questioning why PlayStation is going to keep doing it. Maybe it's because they are the only console that is in it, right? In the, in the VR game, and they want to keep that as like a a notch on the belt, like a. Mm-hmm this is why we're different kind of thing. I kind of take a look at the headset game and seeing how everybody's trying to go about it because like Microsoft's in the VR game. They just want to see how they can use it for productivity and for windows, not for games. Um, You know, we see Oculus in it and it's in it for games. Um, You're seeing it even with Apple at the moment. You know, the latest blueprint and leak out of there is that they're going to make a headset with like nine different cameras attached. It's going to, it's good. It's also works as a hoverboard and it costs eight grand, but and Nintendo with Labo and Nintendo with the ever growing Labo support. That was my one you. jab at Nintendo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, with that one, it's low hanging fruit, but who could resist? But the fact is, Kyle. I think it's still a market where Sony sees opportunity for growth. 
sees an opportunity for like, hey, if we're here and we're learning and we're adapting, well, why can't PSVR and, you know, again, I'm thinking as a big suit here, why can't PSVR be the it factor? What if PSVR is our Game Boy in terms of like, this is what so many, so, so much of like sci-fi and, and future tech revolves around AR and VR. And that's kind of what they think that the, the space is, is going to evolve into in certain aspects. And they want to be there and take the bet that it's in gaming. And, and that's what I'm kind of thinking. So I think that's why they want to stay here. But what can they do to convince customers? I think what we've both been saying, and I think it speaks true here, if you eliminate the boundaries of setting up the, the unit, putting it on your noggin, and then going out and, and trying a game without hitting the shelf, if you can eliminate those factors... If you can eliminate as many cables as you can and maybe just eliminate all, eliminate all of them, I think you got a contender here, kid. Yeah. You know? A couple of things. I'm glad I'm wearing headphones so my Vita didn't hear you <laughs> call <laughs> VR the Game Boy of PlayStation. I'm so sorry, Vita. Um, I, I think the other interesting thing with VR, even before VR 2, is the issue with getting people into VR anyway. Like, we can talk about how amazing it is, but once you experience it is when you fully get it. And I think now, like, the unprecedented time that we are living currently through now, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there will ever be a chance to walk up into a Best Buy and put on a headset again. So, like, the only way for you to take that leap is to buy it and try it out at your home. And I think the price point has to be incentivizing for people to do that as well. Like, I don't know if dropping 500 bucks on a headset's gonna, gonna sway anyone, right? Or it's gonna probably move people away. So like, what is the, the sweet spot? Unless it's Bloodborne VR, right? Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But like, for, for, for me, it has to be the, it has to meet technology, has to meet price point and really gotta hone in on what, games have worked and kind of hone in on that sector of, of what VR could be. And I think if you try to get, make that, that special sauce, people will come to it. But mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I don't think it's coming out this year because the one thing with PSVR, when it was coming out, they had demo units like crazy. And so you're going to have to try to convince, you know, non Karens to put on a mask, you know, in the middle of, of a pandemic, yeah. uh, or, or headsets, let alone masks in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I do think what's more realistic is the end of 2020 to where we're getting hopefully back to normalcy and those things can start happening again. But until yeah. then, I think you're right. I think holding off might be a better, a better sh- a shot for this. The way you just said 2022 yeah. gave me instant anxiety. Why? Because the way you said it was 2020. Yeah. Two. Like it's the yeah. sequel to 2020. <laughs> and I don't want that at all. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what it is? Cause I'm like, years can't go up more than 2020. No. That was <laughs> the cutoff for me. And the, now let's make yeah. it the new zero. It is, it is AP after pandemic. Like that, that is, that's where we are. Zero AP. Yeah. We are in I'm, one AP now. Honestly, now saying like 2020, like we're in 2021 blows my mind. I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Let alone 2022. Oh boy. We can, uh-uh. we can still have 2019 be 
2019 BC before COVID, yeah. Yeah. and then zero AP at, or <laughs> AC after COVID. But it's still not done yet. Uh, whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. You always have the hook right there. You always have the trick. You always have it's, the punchline. It's 12:30 in the morning. You're it's right. Too much big brain energy today. <laughs> My head hurts. Kyle. Fine. So we're hyped for PSVR 2. We see that there's promise in it. But listen, anything can happen. It's 2020 Juan. Who knows? You know what I mean? But here's what I do now. PlayStation exclusives. They're they're not exclusive anymore, Kyle. Oh, gasp. Gasp. (laughs) Back to Gentleman's Quarterly with Jim Ryan's interview. Uh, Questions. So releasing PlayStation games on PC... What changed? Jim answered the the following. I think a few things changed. We find ourselves now in early 2021 with our development studios and the games that they make in better shape than they've ever been before. Particularly from the latter, latter half of the PS4 cycle, our studios made some wonderful, great games. There's an opportunity to expose those great games to a wider audience and recognize the economics of game development, which are not always straightforward. The cost of making games goes up with each cycle as the caliber of the IP has improved. Also, our ease of making it available to non-console owners has grown. So it's a fairly straightforward decision for us to make. When speaking about Horizon's PC port, we assessed the exercise in two ways. Firstly, in terms of the straightforward success of the activity of publishing the game on PC, people liked it and they bought it. We also looked at it through the lens of what the PlayStation community thought about it. There was no there was no massive adverse reaction to it, so we will continue to take mi- mission steps in this direction. Man, if only Jim Ryan looked at the Twitter reactions to that right? quote. <laughs> Everyone and their, and their mother saying, "Oh, this is so stupid. Why, pussy? It's, How it's dare a, you? They're my games. You're mine and only mine. I'm not sharing. <laughs> no, it, it's it's like the gif of the guy just like literally walking out the window. It seemed like with some people's reactions to it. Yeah. So over the top. Kyle, the first game is going to be coming out in spring of 2021. And that is Days Gone. It's going to be the next PlayStation. Why do you say sweet, sir? Why do you Why? say sweet? Yeah. I think that game deserves to be in more people's hands. I mean, it sold incredibly well on PlayStation. But Kyle, Kyle, why is it leaving PlayStation? It sold extremely well here. What's next? What's next? Xbox? Nintendo Switch? Ouya? What's next, Kyle? Where does the buck stop? The buck doesn't stop. Because you want to know why? Why? Days Gone, they they don't need to make a profit on Days Gone anymore. It's part of the PS Plus collection. So everyone that's a PS Plus member will already have it. So a way to make even more money on their investments, go to Steam. Go, go on ahead. <laughs> Whatever. Sony Ben deserves the love. I personally mm-hmm. think it's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe a little too long, but sure. it, it's. I really dig Deacon's story and the world that Sony Ben created. And if more people get to experience that, and if a fraction of the people that take that chance love it, it's a win. But the game's gonna play better on PC than than on PS4. What's it? What's the point of owning a PlayStation if it's gonna play? It's gonna play better on PC, cop. I did the bad. 
Uh, I'm sorry, channeling that much stupid. My brain has to break at some point. You know? Days Gone was what, 2019? 2019 sounds right, yeah. Yeah, so... Before the dark times. Before the dark times. I mean, like, two years wait if you want to wait on PC to play that game. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you say it the most out of us, like, old game's old. If, you, if right. you're excited for the game, buy it on PlayStation. And, like, for me personally, nothing beats the feeling of sitting on the couch and playing a game on the TV. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Like, I can't sit at this desk and play a 60-hour game. That's just not my thing. Yeah. Uh, the reactions to this have been <laughs> something else. It's literally just PlayStation looking at Microsoft and just going, oh, they're making money over there. Yeah. And taking a look at like what Jim Ryan said, it's never been easier to port to a PC. You know, they, how, how many times have you heard on a podcast, a YouTube video, your grandma even says that at this point, consoles are becoming practically PCs at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So why not just shift you know, production over, you know, hand it to some other team, have a quick, easy, or make a quick, easy buck after you've already made all the bucks on the game's tail on its lifespan. It only makes sense. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense. And to, to, to see people, you know, bitch, complain about this and then go, but Bethesda has to stay here, though, <laughs> is is some of the most selfish way of thinking I've seen in a minute. And I think that's, I think it's 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 kind of crazy thinking. And I think the other thing that um, Jim Ryan says is it's getting more expensive. Games are getting more expensive than ever. And, you know, I, we get this question every once in a while of like, hey, Ragnarok, going to be a smaller experience like Miles? And I think the, the the answer to that is, I think all games are going to be a little bit smaller like Miles from here on out. I think games have gotten a little bit too big and a little bit too broad. And production, the production values of these things have gotten to such an extent where you take one slight little risk and that might tank your game. That yeah. might tank your studio. That might tank your projections for that quarter. So, like, yeah, if, you know, if this means, hey, for the next few odd years, I don't have to worry about a microtransaction in a PlayStation game, I'm totally fine with this, Mm -hmm. you know? And if that means that someone else enjoys this game, so be it. So freaking be it. We're big proponents of, like... It gets more people to experience what PlayStation's all about and what they do so great. So, like, yeah. it's a huge win. Yeah. Why would we not want other people to see these awesome games on the platform of their choice? Yeah, I, it, it also goes back to, like, the MLB thing of just, like, yeah. um, MLB's going to be on the series uh, S and X. And there's actually, it's it's kind of funny because we're seeing the tests go live on PlayStation 4, and it says series S and X test beta. Yeah. <laughs> on your PlayStation. Hilarious. That, very briefly today when I was trying to hop on, it, it even the little pop-up will say, like, uh, you might be matched with someone outside of this mm-hmm. console community. And when, Be prepared. This doesn't reflect on PlayStation or whatever. Like, <laughs> all right, cool. It's weird. Those but, people. All right. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I think when when people saw that news, like MLB made them. It's like 
did they make them a little bit, but it wasn't like an arm twist. It's like, hey, you're making a lot of money here. You yeah. want to make even more? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh. Nobody is like, happier for more people to play MLB The Show than I am. Yeah. I feel so sorry for Xbox users. Why? Who have not had a good <laughs> baseball game in forever. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's going to be an amazing time. Yeah, I thought you were going to be real salty about it and be like, no. And because I feel real bad for him because on game day, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Bring it. Bring no, it. I, I barely touch online, but like, yeah. it's, it's awesome. But it was wholesome and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I let it happen. This is yeah. fine. This is so fine. And actually, if, if anything, really if you're an investor, this is good yeah. news. You're going to make yeah. more money. You're going to make more money. That's fantastic. Because, like, I don't know. It's it's just a little crazy. Yeah. Now, here's here's what Nagachaka writes in and asks us. Days Gone is officially coming to PC, and apparently the whole slate of PlayStation exclusives Not the whole. A whole slate. A whole slate, sorry. It's at 1 o'clock. A whole slate of PlayStation exclusives will be coming to PC as well. Which game do you guys think will come to uh, or come next to the PC platform? I strongly suspect it will be Ghost of Tsushima. That's a great guess. Yeah. Here, here I'm gonna beat Joe to the punch here. I think it's Bloodborne. <laughs> I think. I think this wild. is. They they hear. They hear people say, like, we want to add 60 frames. They hear it. They have they to hear it. it. And, like, that would be much easier to do, I feel like, on a PC port. Yeah. If they don't want to really put the time and work into a new PS5 version or something. But, like... I mean, you just hand it... You're not handing it over to From. You're handing it over to some third-party developer yeah. that's going to port the game over to PC. That was, you like, know? Death Stranding, right? Who did the... PC port on Death Stranding? Almost knocked over the water on all the computers. Um, Is that 505? 505 did the publishing. Yeah. But I know another third party, like, it wasn't it wasn't um, Gorilla that did the port to the Horizon Zero Dawn PC release, right? So, that said, yeah. <laughs> Bloodborne is obviously the fan favorite. Oh, no, Kojima Just... Productions did oh, PC as well. Oh, congratulations, Kojima. Yeah, then it was definitely Horizon that was... Um, that was uh, a third party uh, developer. That said, like from our reactions over on Twitter, a lot of people want that Bloodborne PC. I mean, ever since the game, even prior to launch, it was like, when's this coming to PC? Because I remember this is just around the time Dark Souls came to PC. So they're like, this is coming too. When's it? When's this happening? So again, more people get to experience a Bloodborne, dude. Let's go. I will trash you. Okay? I will play on my PlayStation 4, and I will still fucking demolish you in Bloodborne PvP. All right? <laughs> you think Joseph plays fair? You don't think Joseph... Joseph Joseph plays pl plays dirty. It's prison rules when you're with me, okay? And guess what? I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. That's the only cool line out of the Watchmen. I'll use it here. But Kyle, other than Bloodborne, <laughs> me talking shit to random people online... What is a game on P uh, from the PlayStation catalog, uh, the the PlayStation Four stable that you would like to see arrive first on the PC platforms? Oh man! Think about I mean, it. I think the pretty obvious one is anything from Naughty Dog, right? 
I think that's the clear winner. Any of yeah. the Uncharted's or The Last of Us one or two. I, I feel like that's a pretty strong. Why bet. not both? Yeah, why not both is right. Um, Ghost is a great one. I think a sneaky one mm. would be Infamous. Okay. Okay. Like, just like a smaller one. I think if if I could give like a little caveat, yeah. I don't think like I think the ones that are shooing God of War, Bloodborne, God Spooder of War has Mance. one already, right? PC? No. I thought God of War was coming to PC. Uh, Corey Barlock keeps teasing it, but it oh, hasn't okay. been officially announced yet. He keeps teasing like mouse and keyboard support, mouse and keyboard support. Right. So like yeah, um, I think games that are absolutely getting sequels like Ghosts coming on there. I don't think. I'm sorry, Kyle. I don't think Infamous is, is made the cut. You know what I that's mean? That's totally fine. That's yeah. Fine. So that, that's what I'm thinking in terms of what PC games or what PS4 games are going to get the PC games treatment. I really do think, Kyle, the next one is, drumroll please, Last of Us Remaster and Last of Us Part 2. Um, I can't wait to relive all that rage and, uh, <laughs> you know, culture wars that were going to ensue when that launches on PC. But honestly, we saw last year, right? They were trying to hire people that know how to code for NVIDIA software. So obviously they have people in place here that are going to probably port it over to PC. And this is also while they're kind of, kind of going to try to build the hype off of, you know, that HBO show. So I don't think. I don't. I, I really don't think it's going to be Bloodborne next. I actually think it's going to probably be The Last of Us next. You know, another another one that could be sneaky, because um, mm-hmm. technically it's still a PlayStation exclusive. Okay. Final Fantasy VII remake. Ooh. Because there's there's still no news on Xbox yet, as far right. as I know, right. or PC. But you gotta imagine it's it is a timed exclusive. Yep. So like, do you think that's gonna get the the series S and X treatment as well when that thing comes to? I can imagine third party. So. Would you replay that again on PlayStation Five? One hundred percent, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like Who do you, you think I am? One hundred percent, yes. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. So again, PlayStation games. Coming to PC, look it, we didn't lose our mind. Nope. It's fine. Everything's great here. The water is fine. More people get to play PlayStation games. I feel it's kind of like our MO here. What's that? I feel a butt coming. No, no butts. No butts, whatever. Yeah. We're good. PC games are for dorks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kyle, but there is. See, I there is a butt coming. coming. There is a butt coming. We had so much good news. We talked about PSVR 2 news. We talked about PlayStation games coming to PC. I brought this to your attention. This is a story that I don't feel too heavily invested in because it's not my genre. It's not my game. It's not my mm-hmm. books or whatever. Not my fandom. But I know you have a personal attachment to this. Yeah. So I'm here to break your heart. Go with the yeah. next story. Even, even with your text before you sent me this. I'm sorry. You, you just sent me, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Ian Walker over at Kotaku. Hogwarts Legacy lead designer used to run anti-social justice YouTube channel. Troy Levitt is a lead designer at Warner Brothers development studio Avalanche Software. Wait, what? What's that? 
that's a long sentence. Let me rewind. Okay. Took me took me for a loop. <laughs> Troy Levitt is a lead designer at Warner Brothers Development Studio Avalanche Software, currently working on controversial Harry Potter game Hogwarts Legacy. He also ran a reactionary YouTube channel focused on attacking feminism and social justice for over a year. Mm. This information was first provided by Did You Know Gaming co- contributor Liam Robertson, who highlighted the channel Friday evening on tr- on Twitter. An accompanying screenshot shows a small portion of Levitt's YouTube channel with video titles such as, quote, The Injustice of Social Justice, In Praise of Cultural Appropriation, Woof. and Are Thought Crimes Becoming Real? Woof. The latter are referenced to George Orwell's dystopic sci-fi novel 1984. Among Levitt's other videos are lengthy defenses of both John Lasseter, the Pixar co-founder who left his position at Disney in 2017 after allegations of sexual misconduct, misconduct, and Nolan Bushell, the Atari co-founder whose Kotaku's reporting found to have fostered a toxic work environment for women. In some of his videos, Levitt expressed support for Gamergate, a movement that fostered harassment against women and other minorities in the gaming industry, and criticized Anita Sarkeesian's Tropes vs. Women series as, quote, uninformed fringe position, end quote. Mm. Levitt claims that he made his employees at Warner Brothers aware of the channel after being hired at Avalanche Studio in February 2018, and that they didn't seem too worried about its content. Quote, some of you have expressed that due to my commentary on some game industry controversies and my sympathies for the Gamergate movement, that I might have a difficult time should I ever want to return to professional game development, Levitt said. I'm happy to say that even though I disclosed my YouTube channel to WB Games, it didn't appear to be an issue for them. Not that they endorse anything that I've said, of course, but at least they seem more concerned with making good games than with pushing some kind of social justice agenda, so there is hope. Oh, what a douchey what a douchey <sighs> quote towards the end. What a douche oh my God. Sorry. Warner Brothers declined to comment when contacted by Kutaku for a statement on Levitt's views and involvement with Hogwarts Legacy. In September 2020, Warner Brothers added a section to the official Hogwarts Legacy fact explaining that Rowling is not directly involved with the game apart from providing the rights to her Harry Potter franchise. Quote, the events in the last several weeks have firmed our resolve as a company to confront difficult societal issues, the company said. Warner Brothers' position on inclusiveness is well established, and fostering a diverse and inclusive culture has never been more important to our company and to our audiences around the world. We deeply value the work of our storytellers who give so much of themselves in sharing their creations with us all. We recognize our responsibility to foster empathy and advocate understanding of all communities and all people, particularly those we work with and those we reach we reach through our content, end quote. All right, man. Where do we even start? <laughs> I don't even know where. Look, you can make a shitty YouTube channel all you want, right? I have one. It's great here. But, <laughs> you know, for me... I took a look at this. I was like, okay, Gamergate. I, I it's Jesus. Is this 2014 again? It's pretty. It's, it's it. It's pretty dated. Maybe this guy has kind of like you know what? Maybe I was a little bit too harsh. Maybe he's evolved. You know what I mean? Um, but some of his topics, like in praise of cultural oh. appropriation, mm-hmm. like if I just decided to wear Native American garb and just. Thinking that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not. It's not. No. It's not fine. That is so 
thought crimes becoming real. These titles that are are here to ensue or, or to put some type of fear into people about yeah. something that isn't actually a reality. Look, I'm not a fan of Anita Sarkeesian. I, I do think uh, a lot of her stuff is a lot of sensationalism, but I also feel like she does raise some pretty important points as well. Um, and at the same exact time, when I take a look at this guy's channel, it is just constantly bashing feminism, constantly bashing just women in general, um, and talking about the culture. And very much gives me the vibes. Again, I've watched some of his videos because I want to be a free thinker myself and not just hear things or, or see things and actually see them for myself. When he talks about the culture, I'm like, what culture are you talking about? It sounds like white culture. And so it, it kind of, this guy kind of freaks me out. And the last kind of phrase here, um, they're more concerned about making good games than pushing some kind of social justice agenda. You're fucking working on Harry Potter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what do you, what do you mean? What, what's a social justice agenda? It's, it's just treating people with decent respect and, in, in some form of, of, you know, humanity into it. This is not a good look, right, no. Kyle? Even me, who's divorced from from this IP, understands that the woman that has created this IP has said very controversial uh, thoughts and has a controversial opinions, uh, those of which I disagree with immensely over uh, the trans community. This guy seems like he just doesn't like women. Where do you start here, Kyle? Are you going to hashtag ban this game over this one guy? over the you know the 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 creator of this IP or are you still on the train of like look there has to be more good people in this company there ha- there has to be good people that are on the side of just being decent human beings mm-hmm. you know and I so I'll still support this game at launch where where are you here uh man is first of all this sucks yeah real bad um whenever this I mean, when this was first revealed, right? I on this show, and every single time I've talked about this, I've expressed my hope and and love for Harry Potter and how this seems to be a dream game of mine, something that I've wanted my entire life. Mm-hmm. But struggling with the fact that if I, I use my money and buy it, that is directly helping J.K. Rowling keep mm-hmm. being getting paid and, and staying in the limelight and still having a fortune to do and spout her nonsense right right and when this new when he texted me this news i was like this is this is like the nail in the coffin as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. i that's not to say like i always feel like i have to follow up with like a like a disclaimer <laughs> like disclaimer <type> <laughs> Like yeah. I, I one hundred when I tell you the battle with whether or not I was going to buy the Hogwarts Legacy before this news, it was every other day I was changing my mind and coming up mm-hmm. with different ways and like that doesn't mean I'm not, yeah that that doesn't mean I'm not sympathetic towards our trans friends like right. I one hundred percent love you to death and mm-hmm. and want you to be in a world where you don't have to see this hatred yeah. spatted your way like 100 percent, and that's, and that's where... this community by the way absolutely you're welcomed here no one's gonna absolutely and if you see it 
you hear it, you come to me, and I'm gonna knock that shit right off. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So like I, I'm not I'm I'm not buying the game. I'm not. Mm. It, it, the only way I will ever play this game is if it's I get it for free, mm. or like there will be no money exchanging hands for right. me to play this. I even think if we were ever to get a code for it, I would not accept it. Mm. I, I I wanted to either be part of PS Plus down the line if I ever do decide to play it, or right. like who knows? This game could suck for all I know, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just I I don't want to support Avalanche for putting that for putting Levitt in that position, even after right. he they he brought up this channel to them right. and they're like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah, who's the HR much? guy that was just like, you know what, let's, this is okay. In, a, in addition to this, Joe, mm-hmm. and I'll be completely honest, this makes me worried about buying any Warner Brothers game stuff, including mm-hmm. Gotham Gotham Knights. Right. Like, that that really bums me out that Warner Brothers as a whole was like, you know what? We see things from all different angles. Right. We're, we're, we're fine with, with, with people saying whatever. Ergo, I'm going to sit on the, the fence on this one. Yeah, that that really that bugs me a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, it's just um, like it's not that hard to be empathetic, people. It really, it really is not that really hard. Isn't. And yeah. the fact that these people have a platform, it just it sucks. Yeah, I'm. I feel your hurt. I hear the hurt. Yeah, you know, because like I, I'm. I'm on. I see it through multiple different lenses, right? Obviously, this is one guy of many. Mm-hmm. And there are amazing people working on this, just like in any development studio. You know, there are some beautiful games that we see, like, for example, Season. And there being, you know, uh, controversy around those games with, with shady people and shitty people possibly working there. Yeah. You know, these stories keep popping up because it's not a one in a million chance that this happens. This happens in a lot of workplaces in not just games. And to me, um, it's the other side of like, so how do you deal with this? Because look, this guy is a, a shitty dude. Yeah. How do you, do, do you make sure, you know, I, I'm not on, I'm not on board with the whole thing of like, cancel this guy. This guy's a piece of shit, so he should never work in anything again. It's like, how do we prove that these people are wrong, but do it in a way that is not like, let's get the bandwagon together and let's burn this whole product down because of that one guy. You know, at this point, like looking at the way he's talking and look at the way he's addressed the issues, obviously he's not learned from it. And yeah, maybe he needs to get the hell out of here. That That's um, another good point. Like if... If he has come out since this thing broke and be like, yeah. listen, I've learned, I've realized the error of my ways, yeah. but he's kind of doubled down. Yeah. And, and and seeing that list of the thumbnails and like him being what seems to be, because I won't watch those videos, mm-hmm. but like. Oh, they were hard. <laughs> oh, how anti-woman he seems to be very much so and yes. when i think of harry potter i think of the strongest people in that universe being women it's gonna i how is that gonna work in the game is he mm. gonna not represent them in a way yeah like man guy sucks <laughs> <laughs> you know what we'll just leave it at that that <sighs> dude sucks and again sucks. 
here on the trophy room, everybody's welcomed here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to give a good shout out to our friend Griffin West because, you know, a few episodes back, I was saying, you know, I try to be the best ally I could be. And there's some things that I don't understand, but I still back you, support you because you have the right to be happy and live a happy, awesome life, right? Griffin actually sent me uh, to a few places. Um, I believe her their name is ContraPoints. And it's just like a trans person talking about, you know, different aspects of their community. And it actually helped me inform myself and make me hopefully see someone uh, that I normally wouldn't be able to to, to see and, and make them visible to me to understand, you know, their, their conflict, where they come from and yeah, see, see the life, life through their lens. And I think Absolutely. that's what we all need. And when we shut ourselves down, we become like this lousy dude, you know? Yeah. I don't also, want to be that lousy dude. Another disclaimer, just yeah. because I feel like I have to put it out there. What's I am not saying don't be excited for this game. Oh, if you, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're still hyped for Hogwarts Legacy, and you still want to play it, by all means, go for, go for it. it. I'm just saying, for me personally, this was too much. Yeah. But I'm not going to look at you and be like, how dare you? That's, as a, that's not my kind of, that's not my style. That's not yeah. my personality. And as someone who is never going to buy this game in the first place, yeah. I'm not going to make fun of this game anymore. You know why? It doesn't even deserve my little teases. Oh, I got a sporty. That was the last one. <laughs> Kyle, talking about the last ones. Let's talk about the last topic of the night, Whew. and that is let's bring let's bring this train back up. Let's go positivity. One, Here we go. We're ending on the highest of all high notes, BB. Let's do it. State of play returns on Thursday. Take it away, Kyle. Sid Schumann over the PS Blog writes: Thursday, February twenty fifth, state of play returns. Time for another state of play. This Thursday, a State of Play broadcast will serve up new updates and deep dives for 10 games coming to PS4 and PS5, including new game announcements and updates on some of the third-party and indie titles you last saw in June's PS5 showcase. The show is clocking in at 30 minutes or so, give or take. Can't wait to hear what you think. And a quick note, there won't be PlayStation hardware or business focus updates in this show. (laughs) We're focusing on great games set to come out in the months ahead. Be sure to tune in on Thursday, February 25th at 2 p.m. Pacific or 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Central Time, figure it out for yourself. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what? What? Someone please go back. A viewer, a watcher, a listener of the show. We made a bet. I said, what did I say? Did I say late February, early March? No, you said, what I think, I say? late March. Fuck me. No way. I, I the only reason I, I think that's what it is because... I think it was uh, Nasty Boots in the Discord. Very recently, I didn't respond to it because, like, I was whatever. But he... Uh-huh. He says, uh, March 17th, got to be out of your mind. Something yes. along this line. Yeah, Something absolutely. Nasty Boots would say. And I was pretty damn close. It's not that far away. Uh, I feel like yours was further than mine, though. Damn I it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, too. I don't know. Did not but think nice. it would be before March, though. <laughs> It's wild. Okay, so let's let's break this down. First question for you, sir. Uh What was that meeting like when the PR team of Nintendo, like you know, their their the PlayStation informant at Nintendo, handed over Sid Schumann the notes of like, listen, they're gonna plan a direct. (laughs) 
second week of December. Here it is. And like slip him the note. You know what I mean? Like, hold all the news you got. They got fucking Zelda's 35th anniversary. And like, what? Yeah, you're going to see some shit you never seen before. Like, like really, like, did they know? Do you think they knew? Some PR person know out there? Hard at it. While I was going through this, you know, did Nintendo sabotage or was there an informant on the inside? My internet cut out. So connect the dots here. But Kyle. What Link was like, this is my year. No <laughs> <Exactly>. Santa flag. <laughs> <laughs> cut the cable of my internet. Um, but honest question here. Mm-hmm. So this is why PlayStation was so quiet this month, right? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of seems like that. So, and I think maybe part. Of, I feel like hearing Sid, Sid ugh, hearing Sid say mm-hmm. uh, that this show is clocking around thirty minutes or so. I have a feeling that there was a cut with PSVR two news in there. Do you really think so? And they they took it out, so it's really just a focus on games. I feel like this probably maybe was like a forty minute thing. Okay, and they were like, you know what? Let's just put the PSVR two thing separate. Mm-hmm. As, like, since it is so far away. Yeah. And let's just focus on the games like we have been doing because we've been crushing it kind of thing. I kind of have a different take. I okay. think I think they wanted to throw this news out for the PSVR and PC news because they knew that the fan base would be a little, uh, uh-oh, what are, what's happening here, right? Um, and then at the same exact time, give us a state of play to look forward to PlayStation while they, you know, make these executive decisions and whatnot. So I really do think that this is, when they say it's clocking in at 30 minutes or so, I think they have most people or most companies, they have all their assets they need to use, but maybe somewhere down the line, a date needs to be pushed or shoved or whatever the case may be um, that, you know, someone has to drop out last minute. Sure. That Yeah. You know, 30 minutes or so means... It could be like 25 all the way to 35, you know? Mm-hmm. That said, though, it's they say deep dives on 10 games. Our audience on Discord have already called shenanigans here. Deep <laughs> dives, 10 games, 30 minutes. That's three minutes. Yeah. So what are, what, what are we expecting here, Kyle? They did say, and I think they set expectations rather right, that yeah. it's going to be focused on the great games uh, set to come out in the months ahead, and at the same exact time, you know, show what we've seen from June's uh, PS5 showcase, which is great, which is fan freaking tastic. Now we got a couple of predictions on the show. I want to kind of take, you know, I'll take one, you take one, sure, you know. So I'll go with Pat Gone Mad. They write in with this. I think it's going to be a pretty safe show. On Sony's part, showing off games we already know. But I have a feeling we will get one surprise. And while the mad outlandish part of myself always says a new Apexcape, I say we might get a sneak peek of what Ragnarok will look like. After all, after all, they did say it was coming out this year. Ooh, Pat. You've gone mad, but I'm here for it, man. <laughs> I love it. Imagine that being... That's that's a reason to watch us live react to this. Right. Because Joe and I go back and forth all the time. Joe wants it not to be this year because of mm-hmm. Fantasy Critic League yep. stuff, but I'm still hoping that it is hitting this year or wanting it to. Um, 
Oh man, that'd be great if it just a trailer drops and goes still 2021. Suck <laughs> <laughs> so it, know. Joe. From Corey. <laughs> from Corey. Um, just because, you know, the, the latest bit of news is Gran Turismo has been pushed to 2022, which is like, of course it is. It's polyphony. I can never say their studio yeah. name right. They're going to have this game delayed. But yeah, like COVID situations, I don't think Ragnarok's happening. But Kyle, <laughs> ask what, not why, has... He, listen, he went on the crazy train. Yeah. Take, take I'm, a, I'm take taking a trip this one, with right? him. Yeah, yeah, take a trip. Take I'm one. ready, Jose. Let's go. I predict they are going to talk about obvious games like Ratchet and Clank and Returnal. Mm-hmm. I hope we hear more on Kena. Oh my God. How did I say that name wrong? Kena or Kenna, either way. Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, Hogwarts, Ghostwire, God of War Ragnarok, Final Fantasy 16, and GTA 5. <laughs> Just fucking with you. I was never into GTA, and seeing as 5 continues to be updated, I don't think a 6 is anywhere near. So for the last game, I'm going to say Skyrim PS5 Edition. LMFAO. I'm on a roll with these. Again, just fucking with you. Yet another series I never got into. LOL. I'm done with predictions. <laughs> ask, listen, ask what, not why. What a crazy roller coaster of predictions. I do think. What, what's that? What do you think? Out of his list, mm-hmm. I think Ratchet's pretty safe. You think Ratchet's I, safe? Eh, fairly. Okay. I think Returnal's pretty safe. I think Returnal's safe. I think Kina is also pretty safe. I think that's a shoe in. I think Stray is pretty safe. Yep. And Ghostwire out of those, I think, is pretty safe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because we we got more Deathloop, mm. but we didn't get more Ghostwire. And if Ghostwire is this year, I mean, again, they could wait for a, a later state of play down the line. Yeah. But, so I think Ratchet is going to be saved. I don't think we're going to see much more of Ratchet um, because we don't need to see really much more. I think we're all pretty hyped for it. Now, if we do, of course, I'll be very happy. I'll be a very happy boy. But um, I definitely think we're going to see more Returnal. That game needs as much attention as it... it, Yeah, it just needs all the attention. We're going to see Kina. I think that game, you know, what was it? Back in January, they leaked the March release date. I don't think it's March, but I think it's close. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, nay. Mm-mm. You can wait. On, that one you can wait on. Yeah. yeah. Stray, absolutely. Uh, the game that shall not be named. Yeah. No. Ghostwire, I think they're going to hold off on as well. Ragnarok, Final Fantasy 16. I think FF16 is a good chance. <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, I think, that's still rumored to be this year. It's still rumored, but I'm thinking months to come. This is, if, if it's, if it's May or above, Maybe, and I'll give leeway for Ratchet. If it's June and afterwards, that's another state of play. Oh, man. See, like, after what Nintendo did and said first half of 2021 and then threw all the rules <laughs> out the window, I don't believe anything people say when it's when it comes to that stuff. I think if you're PlayStation, you looked at the last Nintendo Direct and you took all the notes of what not to do. <laughs> Fair. So, man, we're really beating up on Nintendo. I'm sorry, Nintendo folks. You got your Animal Crossing. Uh, Marcus O'Neill writes in, I would be shocked if we don't see more of of Returnal and Ratchet and Clank, but I doubt we'll get any Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War. Look at level-headed man. They're too far out to be overshadowed or showcasing February 
Besides that, I'd be happy to see some more info of smaller titles like The Little Devil Inside, Hina, Stray, and my long shot pick is The Last of Us 2 Fractions. Or Factions. Factions. Hell, (laughs) yes, Marcus. That is one of my predictions. Okay. I think we will see it for sure. That's Last of Us 2. Yes. Will they give us, you have to buy it for 10 bucks, deluxe edition. It is, it is, it's its own thing. It is a standalone thing that Naughty Dog has said. So okay. I, I feel like you, I feel like you will probably have to spend something on it. Dish it out. I'm in. It'd be I cool if it was free. I think they owe us it for after torturing us for 20 to 30 hours. <laughs> 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 I think they owe us this. All right, Kyle, what's famous? Oh, you're lucky. You got the most famous famous prediction. Go for it. My prediction for the state of play. Persona 4 mm-hmm. Golden, or better mm-hmm. yet, a Persona Persona collection. Okay. The unannounced Uncharted game. Ooh. That's a good one. Ooh. Maybe a Fortnite announcement. Let's go. Days Gone 2 announcement. Days Gone 2. Okay. Let's tackle this Fortnite one. What's oh, a character yes. that you feel like should be in Fortnite? We got Kratos. We can't do Ratchet and Clank. Why, why not? Because they why don't... Not? Because they have to be like humanoid, you know? Aloy, I think, is lazy. Jack? Yeah, Jack and Dexter. I'd allow it. (gasps) Wait, Dexter's the back bling? It could be. We both had the same reaction, but for different reasons. Okay, go for it. Uh, What is his name from Siphon Filter? Logan? Yeah. Logan Paul. (laughs) <laughs> or is Insomniac teasing all the resistance stuff because Justin Kelly is going to be in Fortnite or Chimera? Dude, how, what did you like the news of the guy that, uh, that went from Initiative and he came back home with Insomniac? I did not see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. One of the lead directors from the Initiative Ooh. left to make a game. I think he's going to be like lead level designer on Insomniac game. Resistance, come home, please. And one of his first games he's worked on was Resistance. He said fifteen come years ago. Back home to Papa, please. <laughs> yeah, I know. I That'd know. Be great. Uh, the right. Uncharted, the the unannounced Uncharted yeah. game is also a very solid pick. Mm. Again, but if if they are following what they said first half of twenty twenty one, that is where I say maybe not. Maybe we are setting our sights a little too high on bigger yeah. name new game announcements. They very well could be indies. Mm-hmm. But that thing's been rumored forever. <laughs> Honestly, so I think... Realistically, I think we're going to get a few games. I think this is small, and I like where they're leading expectations. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to see anything crazy. Put your pants back on. You know, this is a Chili's. And then they're going to probably show something in June... That's going to be their big showcase. It's going to be the E3 see- style one. Exactly. You'll see your Horizons. You'll see your God of Wars. You'll see that Uncharted game. I don't think we're going to get those big things here. I really do think it's the next three months. Get hyped. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Cypher Primus writes in. And I'm fighting a yawn because it's one 1.30 in the morning. Horizon Forbidden West gameplay. Jeez, they're going in deep. We didn't, we don't see any by this point. Then I'll start to worry about losing my top fantasy game pick. Don't worry, Cypher. I think you're good. 
you're good. Jim Ryan literally said, 2021, we're focusing on Ratchet and Clank, Horizon Forbidden West. He didn't say Gran Turismo. He didn't say God of War. Just saying. But Cypher's next pick, God of War Ragnarok trailer. I'm not expecting the game this year. All right. All right. And then uh, they go, obviously, more Ratchet, especially the female Lombax, uh, the Lombax's name, and Returnal. Absolutely. And he said, more v- PSVR 2. You know what? Shoot high, and you'll never miss. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I, li- I like this, though. I I still don't know about Ratchet, but I'm optimistic. Because I think Ratchet, you can have your own state of play. But also, Ratchet is like... I think you, you go to that state of play for a Ratchet, and that's where you put some smaller titles in there. You know? Sure. Yeah. So maybe it is a state of play. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we got a few more, Kyle. Yeah. Mark Sawinski writes in, super hoping, oh my God, super hoping for some Ember Lab Kina mm-hmm. Bridge of Spirits news. Cannot wait for that game. Yes, same. Mark, same. Yeah, I think Kina is a shoo-in at this point. I think Kina is the thing that's going to be there. Uh, if Nicholas, it's not, are we worried? No, because I'm absolutely like positive. Same. It's going to be here. Uh, Nicholas Downey, our good friend from Windows Central. What up, my man? Uh, Twisted Metal Game Announcement. Oh, man. Ooh. And hopefully Kena gets a release date. I think one of those things is happening. I think with <laughs> yeah. Destruction All-Stars, Twisted Metal seems more out I of sight. I think the Twisted Metal news is what? The TV series, right? Yeah, they have a writer for that. Um, I think it's one of the writers from Deadpool and Zombieland. Oh. That so fits I definitely the tone very well. Yeah, exactly. I think that... Yeah, like, I still don't have faith in this, but, like, mm-hmm. if that seems like it's, it can match the tones really well. That said, though, I think if you do make another Twisted Metal game, it has to coincide with that TV show. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think you can yet, but I'm not giving out hope. Nakachaka writes in. Oh, sorry. This is yours. Go for it. Sorry. Hey, homies. What up, Nagachaka? What up? Uh, I'm just genuinely excited for the state of play. Any yeah. first party stuff will be great. But I really want to see slash hear more about Ragnarok and new gameplay from Ratchet and Clank would be dope. I'm happy that PlayStation is showing Nintendo't. Oh, Nagachaka. <laughs> How a game update is supposed Jeez. to go. Guys, gang, listen, team, huddle around. We're supposed to be trash at Xbox, not Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo's uh, the kid that eats glue. Uh, <laughs> Xbox is a real competition out there. We gotta go mano a mano with these gang, you know. All these are pretty great. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think if any of these, not not just Nagatakas, but the whole list, if mm-hmm. a couple of these hit, it's gonna be a great show. I, I really do yeah. think it's gonna be solid. One that nobody wrote in and said mm. that I'm baking on okay. selfishly. <laughs> Give me that Hades on PS. Five. Oh God! Yeah. Just let's get it over with. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's coming. Come on, PlayStation. Dude. Man, I, I want that game on my TV so bad. Yeah, everybody. When everybody's like, everybody's hot, and I'm like, yeah, are they really though? And I saw the cover, and I'm like, oh my God, that dude is. I just want to touch a peck, and then like you just see all the, everybody. It's like, who's drawing these? Incredible artists. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God. Dang, yeah, Hades would be great. I, I, I want to see some more indies for sure. Yeah. I think the volcano high, you're absolutely getting that weird game. Um, absolutely. you're absolutely gonna see more stray. Um, you know, I think I, they did a really I good think, job. I think the trio would be Little mm-hmm. Devil Inside, 
Yeah. Stray. Yeah. Jet the Far Shore. Ooh. I think okay. those three are a really good shoe-ins here because we haven't seen anything since that June reveal, pretty much. Yeah. So I, I think it's about time. Yeah, I think it's about time as well. But there's one last stop on Sony Pony Express. Okay? Because everybody wrote in. Everybody had these expectations. Captain Logan, though, he DM'd me. He's like, this question needs to get on the show. Uh, hold on. What's that? We, we we need to get in the tubes, right? I'm ready oh, for the story time. Trust me. Don't worry. I, I'm getting okay. there. I would never I, forget I've the got, tubes. I've got my yeehaw ready and prepped. Yeehaw! <laughs> buckle on down. Yeehaw! <laughs> you get to go that high. I can't. <laughs> 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 no, that's no, no. right there's two levels between the people sleeping <laughs> one room <laughs> so captain logan's like this needs he so what he did he took his letter kissed it put it on the horse slapped its rear that horse went right in a tube landed on my front lawn Whoa. believe it or not yep he went group and bam and i got the letter and Do you have a tube for every continent I mean, multiple. Or the continents just are big. Into the one. Like Russia has a couple because you got Siberia, and then they got you know the Europeanish side. Um, you got, you know, you got. I mean, Euro Asia, right? That's one continent. But you got, yeah. you got Europe in one area. You got the Middle East in the other. You got Indochina, I realize, China. I realize you know, it's one twenty so in the morning. Tubes. But you, did you just say that Russia was a continent? Well, no. I mean, like I, I'm saying, like Eurasia. Europe, Asia. I don't want to get to this specific Got here. Got it. Pangea. Okay. <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> oh, God, I broke it. <laughs> the weirdest hipster thing to be hip about. It's called Pangea. Captain Logan writes it. <laughs> Now that you've confirmed God for Ragnarok being pushed to 2022, I'm putting my money down that on November will be a repeat of March 2017 with Zelda and Horizon Zero Dawn going head to head. Do you think Breath of the Wild 2 will beat out Horizon Zero Dawn 2? Are we talking... Forbidden West... Logan, it's not Zero Dawn 2. Pangea. <laughs> We're all connected. We're all connected. Um, Tubes. Are we, are we talking beat out in terms of like release date? I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking or scores and whatnot. Scores, go game of the year. Jeff I Keely think. Jeff Award 2. I, f- I know this isn't the case. Say it. But I just feel like everyone's already written the ten for Breath of the Wild too already. Right. Right. That's what it feels like. Um, I, I because here's probably the thing. like here's let's be thing. real probably. You think Nintendo's a kid that's eating glue in class until he takes his shirt off? This guy is ripped. He's shredded. In fact, he's like 28 and works out every day. That's what Nintendo does. They put out these games that just hit and resonate with people like no other company can do, right? And I think you're right. There is some biases like Mario. There is definitely a Mario bias, definitely a Legend of Zelda bias of like, yeah, no, these games... 
I, I think Skyward Sword, great example. That game is a mid game, right? That's what the kids say. I'm hip. Um, but that game got, I think, what is it, like a nine or a 10 out of IGN? Yeah, I do think there is some layer, layer of, you know, let's put our tinfoil hats on, of some type of Nintendo bias, because how can't you not be, right? It's the 35th anniversary of Legend of Zelda. That is the most influential, most, um, you know, innovative franchise that there's ever been. Um, so yeah, absolutely. There's going to be that love and admiration that you can't just shake off with it. Yeah. And I, I hear you already people in the car screaming or what? wherever you are. What? Same can be said for us with PlayStation exclusive. Sure. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I fought, listen, I fought for Ghost of Tsushima last year. Yeah. You saw me. I fought real hard. Okay. Last of Us won somehow. I don't know. If you count the legal votes, Ghost of Tsushima obviously wins. Obviously. But that's neither here nor there. I Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. It's not my favorite Zelda. But yeah, I definitely think if that game drops later in this year, yeah, probably. Just because... What's that? It won't drop later this year. You don't think so? I don't. Really? What do you what do you think? Because even even they walked up in their little direct they're like, Hey gang, so we're gonna we're not even gonna remake this game. I know I know you were excited for us to, you know, talk about Breath of the Wild too. Appreciate your support. Yeah. But don't worry about it. <laughs> Forget it. We're gonna talk about one of the most mm, critically panned Legend of Zelda, at least with fans, panned Legend of Zelda, that's Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna barely do anything to it. So, who knows? I mean, rumor has it there's more remakes coming for Zelda, so I don't know if Breath of the Wild 2 is going to launch this year, but this isn't a Nintendo podcast. Yeah, I again, PlayStation Boy, but I think 2 comes out with the next Switch. The Switch Pro. Whatever That's what I'm thinking, too. And then you get Spl- Splatoon 3, and you kind of try to repeat the same cycle with the Switch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Also, Splatoon 3, Jesus Christ. Pump that into my vans. Your yeah. kid now, then you're a squid, kid and a squid, quit, kid and a squid. Then all of a sudden you're octo, you know, you're octopus. Come on, that's hey crazy. Hey now, you're an octo. Put uh-huh. your game on. Uh-huh. Go ink. Hey now. <laughs> okay, before we go mad, yeah, I I think Horizon Zero Dawn's coming out this year. I don't know if Zelda will, but if they do, I kind of have a feeling. We all do. Yeah. Nintendo will find a way to steal it from us. You hear here now, folks. If Breath of the Wild wins Game of the Year, it's been rigged. It's baloney. It's malarkey. And we need to take our Game Awards back. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. That is all I'm saying. Okay? Oh, no. That's right. We're going to see the trial of one <laughs> Mr. Benvit on C-SPAN for a whole week. That's right. That's right. Everybody, that's been the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. I've been your host, Joseph. If you like what you heard this week, please, please, please consider dropping us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room or five stars over on Apple Podcasts. And honestly, as it almost is going to be like two o'clock sometime soon in the morning, you saw us take a trip down Crazyville near the later half of this episode. Feels good. It feels good. <laughs> it feels good. Go on a crazy train with us. Oh, man, how insane is the post show going to be? I don't know. 
Kyle, become a patron and find out. Listen, <laughs> it's gonna be wild. Kyle, <laughs> take it away. Where can people find you, sir? You can find me at Mr. Ksep on Twitter uh, and on PSN. You can find all the indie game coverage that I do over at six one indie dot com and YouTube dot com slash six one indie, Twitch TV slash six one indie. All this week, we are streaming every day to raise money for Texas Relief. Because they got get hit, they got hit hard by winter storms, and uh, a lot of people need our help. They're they're a place in our country that does not see that kind of cold, and they got hit real hard. So they need relief. So please go hit up tinyurl.com slash six one Texas and donate whatever you can there. I'd be eternally grateful for that. Link in the description to all that. Yeah. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you on Thursday.